0: Let's play Libra Office! (laughs) Let's play Libra Office! It's May 17th,
1: 2023, and this is Rare Encounter. Encounter number 146, and finding it here, I'm Abel Kirby. And speaking
0: with the Red Truth, I'm Cold Acid.
1: What a wonderful day to be podcasting. It is beautiful outside. You wouldn't even know that all this crazy stuff was going on in the world if you were in Ohio. Such a beautiful man, day today.
0: Man, I wouldn't know because I've been in the basement all day except to get my burrito. Oh no.
1: What what uh can can find you to the basement? Did you get locked in?
0: No, I my computer's down here. Oh. So to work, I'm down here.
1: Oh yeah. Man, there's been all kinds of stuff going on. Um, we've had Ohio change its logo. Okay? Why? I don't know, but they put a TM on this emblem that uh, the mayor, uh, the mayor, the governor, the mayor of Ohio. The may mayor well, of Ohio! He may as well be a mayor uh, for uh, the good he does. The, uh, they changed this logo, and they changed it, f- the, uh, the slogan, I guess, to the heart of it all. And I've never heard that. I All I usually here is finding it the it's quote finding it here is uh the saying that's what's or find it here when you drive into the state that's what it says on the signs uh, uh when you go by and uh michigan's really been riding on nothing it. no more yeah michigan's been uh really really taking up to task with this because as soon as you cross the border uh from ohio into michigan there's a big billboard on the the side of the road and it has a pot pot leaf and a Ohio with the, you know, red-crossed-out um, Ohio, and it says, no, find it here. You know what? You know what? Michigan has been fucking with
0: Ohio since before it was even a state. Really? It goes back that far? There, there was this whole time—apparently there was this whole time where, like, Michigan was trying to take a part of Ohio, and the only, the only reason why— the territory of Michigan and the state of Ohio didn't go to war with each other is because Washington, D.C. promised them the North uh, the North Peninsula.
1: Ah, I see. So they get the yeah. other part.
0: Other, otherwise, Toledo would be would possibly have been part of uh, Michigan.
1: So they got the Oven Mitt Grasper and then the Upper Peninsula Graspy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Michigan. Yeah. They keep trying to steal things there.
1: Yeah, and they had those stupid signs, uh, those those fake towns from those maps. You taught me about those. Yeah, ah,
0: yeah, those. the fucking, they're making, they're trying to, they're trying to, like, make fake towns in Ohio that are insulting to Ohio.
1: Yeah, it was like, beat those OSU bastards. or something like that. Beat OSU. Yeah. Beat so. Mm. Well, there's been some, uh, some sports stuff going on, too. Cleveland Browns have been doing a uh, revamp of their branding, and they brought back Brownie the Elf. I believe after a contest, Brownie and the <laughs> Brownie the Elf is like this. Um, That's gay, mischievous. Oh, it's this this really kind of like when Eminem was cool. That's what Brownie the Elf is like, and he just doesn't take shit. And he uh, he fucks up all the he other NFL like teams. A, he looks like an oversized Keebler. <laughs> he does. It's it's pretty awesome. So. There's a stupid thing that all these NFL teams do. Uh, it's it's actually a really dumb tradition where they make a special schedule announcement video. Where it's like, oh, look, it's Peyton Manning, and he's per- they shot it like it's uh like it's an episode of The Office. It's like some really lame stuff. But the Cleveland Browns actually did a wrestling cartoon. Uh, which I highly recommend anyone watch. It is hilarious where uh, Brownie the Elf just beats the shit out of every other team in a in a WWE style wrestling match with moves and commentary and everything. It's actually extremely well produced. Um, I was. I was blown away that uh, someone as or, you know, sort of a brand like the NFL could pull off something that was actually entertaining, uh, especially.
0: So so what you're telling me is their gay ass elf is actually manlier than any of the other NFL mascots.
1: Their elf is fucking awesome. And I want to change my profile picture to this guy. You have to see the video. It's uh, it has so much personality to it. So there, there's my plug. I'm considering... You got a clip of it? You got a clip of it? You can't clip it. You have to see the animation. It's him flipping around, like, doing wrestling moves on all these stupid characters. <laughs> it, it really needs to be a fighting game, and uh, it's 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 something you got to check out. Hey, I heard a uh, pop, popping up a top. Yes. Is it what I think it's, it is?
0: It's the other sour uh, fruit, not lemon.
1: <laughs> Is that a lime flavored? It is lime flavored. Yes. Limon. Mmm. Mmm. Mm, mmm. Mm. That's some good jaritos. Well, I got a Miller High Life. I'm uh, slumming a little bit today. Yeah, it's okay to slum. Mmm. Ah, well, we got some operations to get through. We got a we got some material to do this we week. Do, we do. Uh, I've got. I'm gonna give you a rundown of my operations first. I got Operation Night Farm. Uh huh. We've got a uh, follow-up here. Why don't you tell me what your operations are while I refresh my page?
0: Yeah, sure. I have I have two operations. I got Operation Sea Cats. Okay. And I have Operation Light Beams.
1: Light beams. Yeah, light beams. Okay. I'm hoping that your notes have all my operations in it. Uh, I just realized. No, that- I
0: got to switch between yours and mine. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be having some fun after the show, uh, consolidating shit
1: sea cats and light beams well i have operation fruit roll-up which we just discussed uh i didn't go into it wow that was supposed to be that was supposed to be an operation operation night farm operation fly Swatter, operation tartar sauce and also operation cortisone 2 we don't have to do any of these in order uh as you know but we tend to do them for some reason what do you want to do first i could do operation um Uh, Let the listeners have their tartar sauce. The tartar sauce, all right. Operation Tartar Sauce. (laughs) Okay, Operation Tartar Sauce is a follow-up to a story we did uh, some time ago. This is about the fishing tournament in September on Lake Erie, where the uh, fishermen had weights in the fish. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so the uh, fallout from that story is these two fishermen accused of cheating uh, are going to jail. Their uh, fish were—I thought you were going to jump in there—the uh, fish were uh, stuffed with weights to increase their uh, their uh, measured weight, even though the weight of the fish was was uh, uh, was not represented by the scale. And so that's the, the the cheating part. Okay, that's how stuffing the fish with weights works. Are you there, Colt? Did I lose you? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, right. I'm. I'm I, w- I was taking a sip the first time. Ah. Uh. And
0: you were just talking too much the second time. So yeah, I'm looking at this article that you had in your notes. So ten days in jail, six months probation, uh, two thousand five hundred dollar fine each, and they are losing their boat and trailer. To the state.
1: Huh. For uh, being an accessory to a crime.
0: No, for for doing and for cheating.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the the rule that they get to uh, they get to. Uh, f- I'm trying to remember what the word is. Forfeit it.
0: Yeah, forfeit. Yeah. So looking looking at this photo from the article as well, I'm looking at these weights. They're like the size of fucking eggs.
1: Yeah, they really like, shove in there. How do
0: you how do you fucking stop a fish with those? It's like fucking mouth raping it with the eggs.
1: <laughs> well. They, um, I do want to point out that they didn't just put those, uh, those, uh, weights inside those egg things. They actually put fish fillets in too. So they added other fish into the fish. Oh, meta. Yeah. I think they even had fish, um, if I remember right, they had McDonald's fish fillets that were stuffed in there too, of all things. So it's a fish and a fish. Horrible. Poor fish. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst thing that happened to the fish that day. And it got caught and sliced open. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but that's your uh, that's your follow up. I was hoping to grab that sound effect from the uh, from that old episode. I think it was in, from Encounter One Hundred and Twenty. Yeah, there we go. Encounter One Hundred and Twenty. Let me hit the archive here. I'm gonna see if I can find that old clip of uh, the weights and the fish because we had that clip on the show. Here we go. Fish cheating one. Chase Kaminsky, Jake Runyon, weighing a big fish. Our current. Team of the Year. If you believe those who were there, this is the moment a lot of eyebrows started to go up. Anglers Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky leading yet another fishing tournament. Your new leaders locking it in, Team of the Year, definitely Team of the Year champions. They even headed up to take their pictures at the Lake Erie Walleye Fishing Competition, ready to claim almost 30 grand in prize money. But watch closely when just moments later, the events organizer, Jason Fisher, decides to check the belly of one of those fish.
0: We got weights and fish! There we go!
1: Oh. Yeah, that was it. They get the weights and oh, no. fish.
0: Oh,
1: man. They got you know, really you know, mad.
0: You know what? I have 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 a I have a quote from those guys before before their miscreant deeds were found
1: out. Okay. You know what they said? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I am a good boy. That's what that translates to if you speak dolphin. Yep. All right. Are we done with the fish? We're, yeah, we're done with the fish. All right. There's Operation Tartar Sauce. We'll just put the lid on. There we go. The lid is on the tartar sauce. All right. You want to do? Uh, you want to do one of yours? Yeah, sure. Light beam? So,
0: so you you heard you heard how I opened the episode. Oh, you wanted with, with the red truth, right? And I've got Operation Sea Cats. You know what this all adds up to,
1: don't you? Operation Sea Cats. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, I had to open the yeah. operation. But you know what this all adds up to, right? S- yes, I do. Actually, uh, it, it all- <laughs> you're going to have to spell it out, though. It's uh, you're referring to this steamed hams uh, umaneko parody yes yes i am oh this was a great one i watched the whole thing i played it
0: i downloaded it and played it
1: (laughs) we're gonna have to tell the audience who have no idea what you're talking about uh the uh, some context here so what's umaneko and uh i I presume some people know what steamed hams are but maybe you can explain that and uh, how they go together
0: if, if they don't know what steamed hams are and they're listening to our show, there is something seriously wrong. But yes, Umineko, for those who don't know, uh, there's a series of visual novels, uh, When the Seagulls Cry, or Umineko no Nakukoro ni. And this is, this is, this is an interesting, uh, it, there's one option in the very last part of it, it's otherwise a kinetic novel, and it's about it's a murder mystery. But was it magic, or was it humans that were behind all the murders? And it it's very interesting in how and how it's told, because what you have is one of the victims of this whole tragedy uh, fighting it out, essentially, with the witch who claims to be the magical cause of what happened. And they're essentially arguing and playing a game of uh, trying to decide which it is. Yeah. The, The witch, Beatrice, of course, is saying it's magic. And the guy, Battler... Yes, his name is Battler for some reason. He is saying, no, this is it was done by humans.
1: Yeah, that's a very thematic, like Agatha Christie, closed room murder mystery, and uh, yeah. It's- Knox
0: Decalogue is involved. <laughs> yeah, all that shit.
1: Yeah, it's very, very cool, uh, very cool vibes for this. It's all set in the 80s, too, which is fun.
0: Well, no, there's a part that's set in 1998 as oh, well. Sure, okay. Yeah, it was, it was really it was actually really amusingly done. In this case, it is Principal Skinner in the role of Beatrice, and it is Superintendent Chalmers in the role of Battler. And the idea is that Superintendent Chalmers has to determine what actually happened at Skinner's house. And Skinner has to has to convince uh Superintendent Chalmers that it is exactly as he said in the in the Steam Hand
1: sketch. Okay. I'm gonna have to explain this because people are I know you think everyone watches The Simpsons and knows every reference to it, but I'm going to have to explain this. What Cold Ass is talking about is a clip from The Simpsons that was parodied in a style of a of a different writer of a, of a video game. And the clip from The Simpsons involves uh, Principal Skinner putting on a farce of a, of a house party, which involves this joke about saying steamed clams. Luncheon! Oh, luncheon. Steamed clams. Oh, I thought you said steamed hams. and it, it, Whatever. It's a stupid Simpsons gag that gets played over and over and over and uh, so to take the meme to its final dead resting place uh, someone someone made an entire parody of the video game based around it
0: I should, I should note that uh, that Skinner is wearing a cape very reminiscent of the leader of the Stonecutters and also Ange when she's seen in uh, in the uh, non-humans tea party has a stone cutter's uh, armband on, and okay, I have to bring up the concept of the of the red truth. Okay, as so. well because because that's important. And the red truth is that when something is said with the red truth, it is absolutely true and it cannot be denied by the other party.
1: Yeah, and so the the way this game is, there's is some dialogue between these. Uh, you know, it's sort of the surrogate for the player who is trying to solve the mystery he's arguing with the he's arguing with this other character and it's very unreliable you know what's going on but they have this mechanism this fun mechanism built in where everything that's printed like the text is typed in red uh, is understood to be a fact um and anything that's not in red is hearsay let's say uh it could be true or not and so uh, that's how they denote when someone's definitely not lying otherwise you could just uh you could uh, never solve the uh, this complex mystery inside the mystery book or the mystery game. But anyway,
0: yeah. There's a, there's also the although it doesn't come up in this particular parody. There's also the blue te- blue truth, which can be falsified, but it has to be falsified if uh, if something is claimed in the Bluetooth truth. The Bluetooth. that isn't correct. I see. This is, this is something that comes up in uh, in the actual Umineko, uh story. Okay, but yes, one one thing I I, I took a clip of this for uh, for the notes. But yeah, there's one part where, humph, how rude! But I get the feeling you will dwell on this issue, so allow me to make it plain with the red truth. The only people in this house at any point today are Superintendent Chalmers, Principal Skinner, and Agnes Skinner, because. Chalmers was claiming there was somebody else who was helping Skinner with the cooking.
1: All right, that's the Simpsons meme game. Uh, it was yeah. quite, it was quite fun. If you're a fan of these, uh, it, they did a really good job of matching the writing style of uh, the and seventh the art style and the art style of Seventh Expansion. But if you uh, don't watch a lot of Simpsons and you don't have any clue what echo is, then it's probably a boring segment for you. So I think we should move on to a different operation. I
0: think, I think, I think if. If it's a boring segment for them, well, they
1: should get into it. Mm. I would recommend playing it. It's a fun series. There's an anime. It is. If you just want to watch it. Let's see. uh, I got two operations I'd like to do. Uh, What do we do? Operation Flyswatter. Sure. Let's do Operation Flyswatter. Swat me, baby. All right. And, of course, Operation Flyswatter, as you may know, is actually the game of the week. All right, in the the game of the week, today's game is Simon. Uh oh! In this game, Cold Acid must repeat a pattern of ever increasing complexity for points. I'm so fucked. Don't make a mistake. No, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. And so we have got we've we've got some Simon stuff. Uh, Do you ever play Simon? No, not really, but I did make a
0: Simon-like game for Windows Phone back in the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course you did. Even
0: published it. So uh um, It was available on the on the Windows Phone App Store.
1: Okay. Everything. Yeah. Let's do round one. You ready for round one? No? Okay, here we go. Meh.
0: Mm-hmm. Meh mm-hmm. meh. Mm-hmm. Meh mm-hmm. meh mm-hmm. meh mm-hmm. meh mm-hmm. meh mm-hmm. meh all right, that was that was great.
1: Okay, that's 1 point. There's uh, let's do round 2. You ready? You feeling good? Yeah. All right, let's do round 2. All right. Ne, 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 ne. All right, that's a little underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna start singing. Countdown. All right, that was two points. There's only two rounds for this. Aww. Yeah. I don't know. That was it. I was ready for.
0: I was ready for one more. That I would have figured. Do 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 do
1: do 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 Yeah, that'd be a fun <coughs> one. Do 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 do. Do, 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 See, he doesn't do, even do. need Simon. Simon was <laughs> yeah, just no, a crutch. I'm, I'm, the, the music I'm, was in your heart all along. Yeah. Oh, but man.
0: I'm I'm no longer under pressure.
1: Da 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 All right. Well, that was a extremely boring. <laughs> <laughs> Not horritos. I was just slamming my stuff. Ouch. All right. And uh, as a follow-up to that lame game, uh, I've got Operation Night Farm.
0: All right, yes. Tell me about the Night Farm.
1: So the Night Farm, cold acid, this is uh, happening in uh, Union County, Ohio. The Night Farm farm has opened across the street from me. And I've included in my show notes a photograph of this Night Farm. (laughs) Do you know what a Night Farm is? Have you ever heard of a Night Farm?
0: Uh, it's where it's where they farm uh, people who can like go into battle against monsters and stuff. Right?
1: No, not not quite. It's a little bit different. This is a farm that only operates at night, apparently. So I was sitting in my living room and I had the slider door they, open. What are
0: they growing? That they can only do the farming at night. I
1: have no are, are they idea. Nightshade. I have no Mandrakes? idea. Mandrakes. It, it could mushrooms. Be. Mushrooms. They do are they are kind of a night plant. What other night plants are there? Are tomatoes a night plant? Well, tomatoes are a member of the nightshade family. Yeah, they're a night plant. Well, anyway, maybe they're growing tomatoes. But this, I had my door open. That's just slightly, you know, it was kind of late at night. I was looking for some action. And the—and I hear this squealing across the uh, the street. And I couldn't, it's like a mechanical thing, not like someone's, someone's crying out. It sounds like a squeaky wheel just turning and turning and turning. You know, you mean kind of like (laughs) not not quite a dolphin. Uh, It would have to be. I don't think there's a lot of dolphins in Ohio. It was a tractor. I I couldn't figure out what the hell it was coming from. At first, I thought it was an air conditioning unit. Usually squeaky. This tractor was across the street, just driving up and down, pulling his tractor thing. And it had these big floodlights all over it. Just doing his business at the night farm. At midnight, at the I, night farm, working at the midnight, I'm working in the, the fields <laughs> all night long. I'm working at a night farm, trying to get some dark love. There we had we had, <laughs> we had uh, this tractor going back and forth. It was absolutely annoying because it was so loud, and it was past midnight. This isn't like 8 p.m. This is past midnight, like 1 a.m. Night farm. So I don't know what the farmer does. Should
0: have called the night cops, or at least like <laughs> take you up. know the night the night uh, the night bylaw enforcement.
1: Yeah, I could sue him and take him to night court. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is one of the stupider things that I came across this week. Was uh, no, that was just after the show. That was like Thursday night. Um, Weird. Yeah i I think these. These night farmers are the same ones who have been in Leamington with those big floodlights. You know, they have the lights on all night, too. We've, we've talked they about do? that. Yeah, they have these giant floods uh, on inside their greenhouses. Jeez.
0: I wonder if that helps make the tomatoes grow more.
1: Yeah. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, that's that. So that's what I got uh, for the most part. I've got uh, a picture of the tractor in the show notes. The you can check it out. <laughs> Alright. We gotta All do another right, operation. Right. Let me close this one. Put the lid on. Alright, what do we got, Cold?
0: We got what's my other operation? Light beams. We got light beams, yeah. Light beams. So I've been I've been looking into into what I'm going to do when Windows 10 goes out of uh, goes out of support. Go to Linux. Because I I'm I'm not yeah, well I mean, yeah, obviously, but there's so many different distros that you can work with, right? And being being a bit of a gamer, I want I want a distro that's good for gaming. And so the first thing I thought of, of course, was SteamOS, because Valve has created their own distribution of Linux for gaming, and it's what runs on the Steam Deck. Turns out the latest version of SteamOS is not meant for anything but the Steam Deck, which is a bit of a pisser. There, there are components that are geared specifically for the Steam Deck hardware, and that, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? But there's so much about it, because it's just based on Arch, that would work on any 64-bit x86 system. So I started looking into I, did, I you know I was doing a bit of research and like how can I put SteamOS three on my PC and turns out turns out that somebody had actually come up with something called Holo ISO that would allow you to install SteamOS or at least the non proprietary parts of SteamOS on any on any PC.
1: Okay. That sounds uh, interesting. Other, I have a, I sort of have a bad experience with Steam. I'm not a fan of them, and uh, personally, wouldn't go that route. But sure, why not? For you? Well, the bit, the
0: big thing is, like, you don't really need uh, Steam OS. Really, turns out all you really need is is like any arch, any arch system, and Proton, which is Valve's package of. Their wine port and various other things to improve compatibility for running Windows games on Linux. Oh boy. And so I figure I figure that might be the that might be the course to take, you know, just go with Arch or Artix, which is Arch without system D, and throw Proton on top of that.
1: Mm. I've never used Proton, but I've used a lot of Electron apps. Is it? Yeah, that's something. That's something, something completely different. different. That's something completely different. Yeah.
0: Electron is a travesty that uh, that lets idiots write uh, desktop applications with HTML and JavaScript, JavaScript. Yeah, and and completely destroy any chance of performance doing so. Proton is essentially a collection of real programs. That improves Windows compatibility for games. Hmm.
1: Is there any? Well, I, I don't want to divert from your thing, so I'll, I'll hold my tongue. If you still have more presentation, but I, I want to put a pin in uh, this discussion of different uh, app uh, architectures and get back to it after. Okay. Unless you want to, unless you want to talk. Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, what happened to? What's a good lightweight? um architecture for you know general cross platform uh development modern architecture modern Ar- you know, is architecture the word you're actually looking for well that's uh i'm, I'm trying to think of so for windows you, they used to have stuff like mfc and and forms and and frameworks those are frameworks those aren't architectures okay whatever you call them you nerds uh what uh what's out there what's new uh, what's what's a the cord- new hotness there
0: isn't really any new hotness, I'd say at this point. I mean, for for UI frameworks, uh the big ones remain QT and GTK. QT of course being the basis of KDE yep. and GTK being the basis for Gnome. Now, Gnome is a horrible horrible desktop environment, <laughs> especially since version 3. And KDE, while it was originally nice, lightweight, and moderately Windowsy-looking and feeling, it has itself become quite the heavyweight uh, with KDE Plasma and all these wonderful effects that make Windows or makes Linux perform like Windows. Mm. But hey, it's shiny. It's gonna bring us, it's gonna bring us closer to Year of the Linux Desktop. Yeah. No, if if you if you want if you like for development for development, I mean, I would say Qt is probably the best bet, especially if you want to create something that's actually cross-platform. So it'll run it'll run nicely on Windows or Mac as well with with like minimum fuss. And and actually, like you know, look like it fits in on those uh, on those operating systems. Uh, GTK is best avoided unless you want to like be locked into all the gnome crappiness. Mm. But the real thing, the real thing is for is like the environment that you're working in. Right? It's not it's not what frameworks are using, what programming languages you're using it's the actual uh, desktop environment. And for that, uh, I'd say if you want bells and whistles, KDE is the way to go. Avoid Gnome Like the Plague. And if you want something that's just light and performant, well, there's, uh, there's plenty of options still out there, uh, ranging from good old fashioned CDE, which has actually been open source since 2012, to uh, to various other lightweight uh, uh front
1: ends like XFCE okay so i didn't hear you say visual basic so i'm going to write strike that off my list and put that off there Yeah, don't write don't write code in visual I'm basic joking, i'm joking um, although i got it i got to tell
0: you i am i'm looking forward to the .NET experience in linux
1: really I've not heard about this. I thought .NET was a uh, Windows-exclusive, Microsoft-exclusive thing.
0: .NET Framework was a Windows-exclusive. .NET Framework only still exists because of support. And so there's there's still new patch releases put out for that every so often. But the new hotness has been .NET Core and since it got renamed with version 5 to .NET, it is cross-platform. And, I mean, it's primarily geared towards either writing console apps or writing web applications with ASP.NET Core, but there are, there are actually decent uh, GUI uh, toolkits out there that you can work with with .NET code. I mean of of course you wouldn't want to be using winforms if you're going for a cross app if you're going for a cross platform uh, GUI app but there is maui as uh, as buggy as it is there are there are things like gtk sharp there's qml.net there's various other uh, libraries that have been put that have been put together that allow you to write cross-platform or even just like Linux only .net GUI apps. Hmm. It's uh it's it's not bad.
1: Hmm. I had no idea there there was uh, that much depth to it. It seemed like it, it, from my my point of view I've only ever heard of a couple of those so. It's a good good thing. i I was actually thinking you need to go play this episode back and write it down. N- .net is probably the one
0: thing that Microsoft puts out that is actually, like, not terrible in every aspect.
1: Mm. Well, uh, does that conclude our...
0: Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, there's, there's more, one more other thing as well. Visual Studio Code oh, is also yeah. not terrible, despite the fact that it is an Electron app.
1: Yeah, I use that. It's my. It, yeah, probably it second the... most
0: used IDE. It is the one and only Electron app that isn't absolutely horrible, machine-slowing, resource-devouring, beast piece of shit. Which is a lot more than could be said for Discord or MS Teams or practically anything else that uses that piece of shit Electron framework. Yeah. As as you can tell, I'm not happy with Electron.
1: (laughs) No. I kind of knew it was a sore spot when I brought it up, so...
0: Now, continuing on Linux talk, because, because there's some other things I've been looking at, uh, along, with, along with my investigations into running Arch on the desktop, I'm looking into the possibility of putting Arch on my Raspberry Pi in the living room. Okay. Apparently, apparently work has been done for an ARM Arch that could run on the Pi. Now my other issue is I might get rid of my living room pie because it turns out that with modern 1080p video, it is just a piece of shit. So I I've got some I've got some movies right they're they're 1080 they're 1080p resolution 30 frames a second right should be fine H.264 uh, for the video and. That, these days, will play on practically anything, except my Raspberry Pi 4, Mm. where it gets laggy. it constantly desyncs, right? So, the audio keeps playing at the regular speed, and you can see that the video is, like, seconds behind... I just I just want to watch Shirobako the movie, right? I just want to see cute girls making cute anime.
1: That's all I fucking ask for. Uh, Shirobako, wow, what a pull! That was a good one. I uh, enjoyed everything I PA saw. Of that War-
0: PA Works needs to make needs to make some more animes about cute girls working cute jobs.
1: Yeah, that was the uh, one where they had t- the, uh, the 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 <laughs> the working out on the roof with the uh, the counting. That's the only. Yes. All I can think of is the uh, Jeff of the uh, of the girl. What was she doing? She's just, like doing this. Do, weird do donuts.
0: Let's go nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. They also
0: they also did Hanasaku Iroha and uh, what's that other one where it was the uh, the the girl who ended up being the uh, being like the publicity person for some small rural town. What's it called again? Uh. Because it was a
1: nice one too. <laughs> the publicity person, yeah, all I like it, is- it. Sakura Quest. That's it. Sakura
0: Quest. Yes, that was really cute. Akim, the Maid War was by them as well. PA Works? Yeah, PA Works. Yep. And that's uh that that was very enjoyable. I mean, you don't you don't expect to see like fucking mafioso uh warfare. With uh, with me with made cafes, right? But it made it work. It yeah. was uh, it was pretty fun.
1: I heard the uh, discussion of that on Dad's anime podcast. It must have been months ago now. But uh, it seems like they enjoyed uh, it a lot too, so I was discussing it tier two, you know. Yeah, I know you played that song. It was a great black comedy. You know what I think of the most when I think of this uh, show is the fact that you played like a two-minute song with no words, and it was like a sound background from The Godfather or something like that to, to promote it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, is it done yet?
0: But yeah, it's like it's like it's like the fucking Godfather with maid cafes. <laughs> it's it's it was great. Holy shit!
1: Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Uh, anything left in this operation? I got, I got a surprise one that I uh, didn't make it to my list. I forgot about it until right now. A surprise? A surprise I love
0: one. surprises.
1: No, I saw a movie. A movie. or oh, right a movie? You. Yeah, I saw Blackberry. Blackberry? Blackberry. San I don't know, know that You don't know about Blackberry. Wow, that's interesting. It's about research in motion. Oh. And their meteoric rise and fall. It was very funny uh, movie about engineers, and uh, it was made in Canada. It was filmed in Waterloo, I believe, and uh, uh, I saw it just the other night. Are you familiar with this, uh, with uh, Research in Motion? I presume you you are.
0: Of course. Of course. I'm Canadian.
1: (laughs) Everyone has to.
0: I just pulled open the Wikipedia article. It had Michael Ironside and Carrie Hughes.
1: Yeah, it had a lot of stuff inside it that I think you would enjoy. Uh, I think a lot of people would enjoy that if they listen A Rare Encounter. The The movie was great. Um, it was funny. It was actually more funny than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's a drama. That they say at the beginning, oh, this is the fictionalized version. <laughs> and the pitch meetings and just the corporate meetings that these people go into they are so fucked up it is it's hilarious they're they're if you took a um like an engineering pitch meeting and you dialed it up to like past 11 all the way to 12 where they're trying to sell the company they're trying to talk to investors they're trying to do all this shit it is it, if, if you have any experience with that, it's hilarious how wild they get in this movie. Uh, and the uh, the throwbacks, you know, they have the right kinds of cars for the 90s, you know, for the era. Um, there's a lot of hockey references inside it. They have
0: uh, – it's, I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna really fun. Go and I'm going to have to go see this, aren't I?
1: It is a really good movie that's out now, which is All right. a rare thing for me to say. I, I don't think there's usually any movies that I really like. <laughs> but this one was good was so fun. i did see i did see a movie
0: recently although it's not exactly a new one i finally got around to watching the konosuba film
1: really yeah that yeah that's a long time coming yeah it was and
0: yes it was a lot of fun to watch Yeah. yet another one of the dean of the demon king's generals has been defeated we got to see we got to see more of uh, the Crimson Demon Village,
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I I just thought it was a great thing. I I watched that in the theaters when it came out, um, and it it just brought the whole theater down laughing. It was great. It was definitely it was definitely fun. I was I was busting gut. Through it too, <laughs> like the, the, the part where they get to the secret code or whatever that no one can break, and he goes, in, It's like this can't possibly be the Konami code, could it? And he puts it in and it works. That, yeah, that's a great gag, that was fun.
0: And then to, and then he, I mean, it didn't work out as well as he expected, but just like giving her a boot in the ass and closing the door, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, the fun for me, one of the funniest parts. Is when they show when they show up at Megaman's house, right? And uh, <laughs> your mom trying Chasma's to get Kazuma's carry, carrying Megaman on the back. Yeah, Comeko comes <laughs> to the door and she looks at them and she goes running back.
1: Mom, Dad, Megaman brought back a man. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that was a fun like running joke through the whole movie. Or your parents are trying to get her laid, or whatever. This. Her mom's trying to get her laid. Her mom's trying to.
0: Dad is like, her dad (laughs) is like, who are you, and what do and what do you mean to my daughter?"
1: Yeah, that was a good time.
0: And until until of course finding out that he has a mansion and everything. Mm, Yeah. At which point they're like, "Hey, yeah, let's
1: get them hooked up." No, they lock. What did they do? They locked them in a room together or something. There's just like all these her stupid gags. In,
0: her mom locked them in the room together.
1: It's just uh, you couldn't do a lot of those jokes in a uh, American movie, and it's not just because it's it's uh, you know 2023 and everyone Sexist. has to be woke. It's it's actually like I don't know if you could get away with that. I don't. Know, Ten years ago, maybe maybe you maybe could, I don't know. But it was very, very much a uh, sexual assault as a as a punchline over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's that uh, you know it. Some of it is like the the reverse sort of thing, right? But until until Kazuma actually starts playing into it and freaks Mega Man right out, and she jumps
1: <laughs> out the window. So I'm just reading from the chat. Servo is uh, apparently confused. I think Servo thinks you're talking about Mega Man.
0: No, I'm talking about Megumen.
1: Not, so no Megabusters here? No. There's a follow-on to that, but I'm not sure what to what to say about it. <laughs> I uh, don't know either. I'm afraid to find out. Well, those Milky Megabusters will come out, I don't know, as soon as she gets uh, I, I've what?
0: seen. I've seen a bunch of Milky Megabusters uh, on
1: Shitposter Club today. Okay, yeah, tell me about those. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, you just got, you just have to follow the right bots, you know.
1: God, Preguman says moth. Yeah, that might be it.
0: Uh, and there's a the whole Preguman meme out there, now, and
1: Ser- Servo is uh, now trying to find the the weird Mega Man spinoff called Preguman. Preguman, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Milky Mega Busters.
0: Oh, uh, I, I'd God. rather, I'd rather see. Pregnant Mega Man, then see Pregnant Mega Man.
1: He's just oh, charging, so... he's charging up his Mega Buster. A lot. He's been charging up his... Cold For acid. nine months! For nine months he's been charging up that Mega Buster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a spirit bomb now, you know? It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh no! Oh no. Speaking of games, I brought a, uh, a Operation. Operation Quarter Zone 2. Yeah! Let's open the lid on that one. Operation Quarter Zone 2. Uh, now, Operation Quarter Zone sort of our standing operation for itch.io um, games to talk about them, you know, so futz around with them. Last week we did Garf. Uh, and this week we have, for Operation Quarter Zone 2, is the Pigeon Post Principle. And the Pigeon yep. Post Principle is a little uh, 2D platformer, it's not a platformer, a. Um, like top-down puzzle game, where you walk around and play as a pigeon. You use the you know arrow keys to walk around a grid map and deliver letters to uh, all the mailboxes on the screen. And once you do, then you can clear it and go to the next screen. Very simple. Uh, I really enjoyed it. it. You You neglected
0: to mention that the pigeon has a name?
1: Oh, her name is Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Yeah, I was going to call her Mary Yeah, Anne-Marie is a postal pigeon who delivers letters by flying around in the sky. And one of the gimmicks of this is all the tiles that you can walk on are suspended in the air, but you can fly from, um, you can fly if there's another tile in the same direction you step off a ledge, you can actually fly to it. And there's fans that redirect you, but you can only you can only fly straight. Um, once you hit the, once you step off and start flying to the next, uh, tile, you continue to fly straight and you have no control until you land. There's fans that redirect you, um, and there's some rules about which fans, uh, affect you f- uh, if there's two working on you at the same time. And, uh, it's a, just a fun, it's 15 levels, I beat it all, um, and it's a, just a great little time waster game. I, I would, uh, recommend Checking it out, it was very yeah, solid, looks- very solid thematically consistent uh, game.
0: It's a it's a it's a very good uh, entry for Ludum Dare. Ludum Dare, sure it's Dare.
1: Yeah, that's what how it's how they say it. I'm okay. just I'm just Ludum saying. Ludum Dare then. Uh, I almost entered it a couple times, so there you go. Yeah, uh, it was a which of course, if people don't know, is a 48 hour game jam. So the idea behind it is you start with nothing, and then in 48 hours, you create some game from scratch. So we had, uh, it looked like there was one, two, three, four,
0: four uh, people. According no, to no, those are... itch.io, there's 1,442 games that were entered for Ludum Dare 53.
1: Yes. View all That's games. A lot of games. There's some weird ones. Whenever you get into these game jams, some of them allow adult content in the games and those are the weirdest ones because you know that's where the creeps come out so we
0: got here we got here hellfire pizza where you're delivering pizza in hell (laughs) uh there is drone delivery despair where you are experiencing existential terror as a delivery drone oh there's pregnant there's love mothers (laughs)
1: love mothers
0: which is described as "mother's love" novella visual. Interesting. And is a porn game with horrible 3D renders. Oh god! And a description that is entirely Spanish.
1: I like this uh, description. I'm seeing a game called Paleo Pickup. It's described Paleo as Pickup. A so the graphic is a Flintstones mobile. <laughs> and okay. the the category is uh, melee delivery service.
0: So you have to pe- beat people up to give them their mail.
1: No, you don't beat right? people no. up. You beat up woolly mammoths and saber tigers. Oh, cool. Yeah, you don't beat up people. Arr. You beat up animals. Here's a broomstick <laughs> post. What's a broomstick post?
0: A cute witch girl delivering cute letters.
1: Okay. That sounds I, very yeah. familiar. That sounds like there's there must be an anime of that. Uh.
0: It it sounds like something that would have an anime, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just put the link to it in the in
1: the chat. Oh, so in the it's actually a mashup of the Star Wars and Star Trek fonts. Says Star Tuk. Star and Took. It, it's a Tuk Tuk space Tuk Tuk driver. Wow, okay. that is weird. And you fly around. It's a hovercraft. Took took,
0: really cool. perfect delivery cats delivering pizza
1: <laughs> yeah i saw that one yeah these game jams uh, produce a lot of material uh the f- the fun ones are usually the the wildest ideas sometimes sometimes things just work sometimes the game's bad but the theme is really fun uh but yeah, that's what yeah. Uh, That's what this Operation Cortisone is uh, meant to highlight. We could jump into one of these and uh, have some fun discussing it. But anyway, the one we were talking about was this uh, pigeon game. I just wanted to highlight the, uh, the pigeons are pretty cool. And uh, that was actually the genesis of that pigeon discussion we had last week about the fancy pigeons and all that. Ah, yeah. I was playing this game at the time. Anyway, anyway... Anyway... yeah, I'm going to check to see if we have some boostograms. Uh, I know we had some before the show. Okay. Let's uh, let's do some of these right now.
0: Alright, I'm just going to hit the refresh here on Albie first uh, to see what we got. Alright, so starting off, we did get two boosts from none other than Carolyn Blaney before the show. Okay. She sent us Two boosts at 4.07 in the morning on May the 11th. What? One right after the other. The first one, she said, 2% plus 2% equals 20%. That's how math works. (laughs) No! No, that's not how it works. How many times do I have to explain this? (sighs) Then she sent another one, and she said, I can do game sound effects like a door closing. It's pretty great.
1: Okay. I'm not seeing any of these. I'm not really sure what you're uh, looking at. Really?
0: I, I'm looking in Albie. Hmm. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, We got another two uh, boosts during the show from Anonymous. Okay. The first one says, Cold Acid Playing Simon Boost. Yeah. And that's for... 8,888 sats. Oh, I forgot to read out how much was from Carolyn's. So the first one was also 8,888, and the second one was 18,670 sats. Okay. And then we got another 8,888 88 sats from Anonymous I said Ice Ice
1: Ice Baby. Ice 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 Baby. And I see one coming in right now. 9999 oh. nine, nine, nine sats from Lavash. With a. Could be lavish. Could be lavash. Could be Leviticus. Uh, with a uh, very happy emoticon. Yes. Emot- Colon D. Colon D. Which sounds like something that you might do in a hotel with someone. Oh my. There we go. I just shut my door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a door close from a Nissan Altima. There you go. That's Ooh. a Nissan Altima. This is a GM Envoy door close talked over it. Door close. Got all these things, Cold. I got a Jeep door closing. Why? Do you have a clown car closing? Uh, Let's try this. Yeah, there's. <laughs> Why do I have so many different random cars? Like, wh- I don't know. Colt, if you wanted to have a Chevy Trailblazer, you wanted to hear what it sounds like to close the door. I got you covered. That's the door closing. What the hell is with this Saturn door close sound? Like, why do I care? Do you have a Nissan Rogue door closing? Nissan Rogue. Um, let me let me find out. Nissan. I have a Nissan Altima. Uh, a... No, that's the only thing I have is a Nissan Ultima. That's the only Nissan I have. Ah. I doors closing, unlocking. I got locking. There we go. If you wanna pop the hood, hold on, I'm gonna pop the hood. There we go. Hood's popped. Alright, I'm done. Close Serpent
0: it. says you are the John Fletcher of car door closing oh, oh, oh. sound effects.
1: Why do I have all this shit? I don't know. Why? Oh wait, I have another uh Quash guy? What's a Nissan Quash guy? Q-U-A-S-Queshquav. Qashqai? Qashqai? (laughs) Qashqai. What's a Qashqai? It's
0: a horrible name. That's what it is.
1: Okay. I've got the trunk opening. Okay. Yeah. And I've got the... Oh, there it goes. I can close the hood. Yep. And I've got the... Let me get the engine. That's the Qashqai. Nice. That's my... What the fuck am I supposed to do with this stuff? Oh, we got a Nissan car, Note. Carolyn says we call it a crash guy. I got a Nissan Note car alarm. Wow, that is irritating. That is holy fuck! Turn that off. Oh, jeez. Uh, Nissan Toreno. drive by. GTR. Oh, Nissan three hundred and seventy Z. Let's listen to this one. Oh yeah. Mm. Let's drive this car away.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's going, uh, he's going he realize, out of town. Don't you, don't you know you're not supposed to, like, keep hitting the brakes as you're revving off?
1: Hey, man, I rev off however I want to, whenever I want to. Oh, my. <laughs> it's just like snacking off. You do it when you feel like it.
0: Oh, I can't. I found some other. It I found
1: came. something else <laughs> lately. Uh, Sorry. I thought you said oh I came. I found there there was a uh, Hold
0: on. Is there is there a link for this story? Okay. There's apparently a Yes, here we go. Toronto's proudly anti-capitalist cafe is permanently closing. Oh,
1: I saw this story. Yeah, the pay what you pay when so- you want, want campaign or cafe. Anti-capitalist, anti-colonial anti-colo- cafe,
0: shop, and radical community space on stolen land. So they so they claimed. Well, turns out, uh, being anti-capital tends to mean that you're not able to pay your bills, and so anti-capital comes ends up being a lack of capital. Ends up being you're out of
1: business, buddy. Yeah. Hit the bricks. I was trying to get a good cash right re- there. It is. I had to go find it. That's all. Cash register sound.
0: Yeah, so it's like, so it's like, you know, it's like, what did you think would happen? Hmm. Oh well. Carolyn's asking where this is. The address: One Ninety Jervis Street. Jervis.
1: Is that like Jervis? Jif Jervis. Jeff Jarvis, Jeff Jarvis from, C- Jeff Jarvis, Jeff Jarvis from. Armiger, C- <laughs> <laughs> Armiger, What did he? What was he always on about? He was always on about um, Google and how it's not, <laughs> it's okay to let Google into your life. The Who, Internet Jeff? of Things, Jeff Jarvis. Yeah, I remember him from uh, this week in Google. That's maybe that's why I always think of Google oh, when I hear about. I'm him. thinking of a different Jeff.
0: The Jeff I, the Jeff I know of. On the Fediverse is the is the one who thinks that if you put your projects on GitHub, Microsoft owns your soul.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this I'm talking about. Yeah, the podcast I, think that, I
0: think that's a little. I think that's a little far fetched, right? But uh, I mean, Jeff, you do you, man.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Je- no, Jeff Jarvis was a Twit employee, contributor, and he was on This Week in Google for a long time. Oh, he was a Twit, huh? Yeah, he was a Twit. Uh, he was the guy who was getting journalists to go on to uh, Mastodon, onto Fediverse, <laughs> after Elon Musk bought Twitter. He was the one who set up, like, uh, some shit. He's like, oh, yeah, journalists will want to come on here. A journal uh, host? Ju- he might have been that guy. I can't remember if that was his instance, but he was promoting the hell out of some of this stuff. Yeah, it was a city of university, city university of New York guy. If I recall uh, correctly, a cunty guy. A cunty. Yeah, he worked for Cunt University. <laughs> cunty. Oh, what the fuck? What?
0: I I just opened up itch.io to its uh, to its main games page. Yeah, and uh, I found a game called Ronald McDonald. Where you shoot and run over and all sorts of other things to Ronald McDonald. Wow, okay. Characteristics. Explore the McDonald's. Find the objects and solve the puzzles. Find the secret recipe of McDonald's. Escape from Ronald. No, like, you gotta see this shit. Like, what am I looking at?
1: Okay, write dev.itch.io... There we go. There's a shot. Oh, wow. Jeez, that's kind of weird. You run over Ronald in the drive-thru. What, what a game. Oh, you hide in the toilet, interact with the plunger. Okay, this is kind of wild.
0: Is it, is it, what is this? It's like, it's like
1: fucking Slenderman, uh, okay. but with Ronald McDonald? Can we talk about how he picks up this Happy Meal? In this uh, GIF, do you see that where he goes on the front page you go, uh, uh, of the, of this game? He goes up to the counter, he picks up a Happy Meal. Do you see that? Yeah. Okay, uh, let me tell you something. He's holding it just like a Minecraft block. He's ready he, to, he, to deploy that Happy Meal. He's holding it like meal. a
0: snark. He's holding it like the snarks in
1: Half-Life. Uh, it's, I think or a satchel gonna... charge. How come there's no... Or a satchel charge. I like I like the how it looks like
0: it's through like security cameras. <laughs> Slender clown says Serpent. <laughs> nice serpent. And yeah, why why is there a crowbar just sitting in the toilet bowl?
1: Oh, just disgusting.
0: That's not where you that's not
1: where you leave your crowbars. Well, that's not where you the crowbars leave crowbar, them in the sink. That's not where the crowbar goes imagine cart arcs in like a serial killer movie Whoa, that's <laughs> not where the chainsaw goes oh you can't go in there you're not in fighting yes man when i have when i have
0: like quality internet we need to do some let's plays of some of these weird ass itch games oh yeah i'm down for that yeah good i've old- also i've also been thinking like like from when, uh, from when you were unavailable, and I had uh, Sir A One Sauce on the show. Yeah, I was thinking, like, could do something where it's like, you know, just, just like a half hour to ninety minute interview with interesting internet people. Yes,
1: I think that's a good idea.
0: It is kind of like well, who would do the Adam interview, Curry would- had his had his like with Adam Curry. A uh, random podcast where, when he'd do an interview, he'd just like throw it up on the internet and put it in a feed, right? I think in something like doing something like that, where like you know, once every so often, if if there's somebody interesting to talk to and I've got time and they got time, just record and throw it up after the fact.
1: I think we should do that. Except, don't make a new feed. Put it on Rare Encounter, and I'll take the week off. Ah, you lazy! Yeah, bastard. that's what I want to do. <laughs> no, and I can do the same thing. I I've, I've been meaning to get a couple of things. I've got um, I've got. Uh, I'm in discussions to get someone who's involved with nuclear magnetic resonance imaging. Um, cool and uh, identification of chemicals and things like that, and watching chemical processes change using these really cool techniques that I'd never heard of until I met this guy. And I feel like I, you know, I'm not. You and him knowledgeable could do a let's
0: play of Scan of the Month.
1: Oh yeah. We've t- we've <laughs> talked about Scan of the Month. <laughs> let's play. In today's let's play, we're gonna explore this uh, MRI uh data file. We're just gonna go look we're just gonna look at all this light. oh look at the spectrum here. We're not gonna look at the image. We're gonna look at like the fate the hist the um, just the, the raw histogram. data. We're, yeah, we're going to do statistics on the raw data. So, oh, look at that! It looks like the detector might have uh, might have had a bias in the Q direction. Whoa! <gasps> That'll be the let's play. It'll be a let's play Sorry, of data analysis.
0: Good too. today we let's play art. <laughs>
1: That would be Now a- that's my kind of LP! <laughs> oh man! This is this is awesome! We should do a let's play, uh, but instead of a let's play it, it's gonna of a game, it's gonna be let's play AutoCAD or some let's shit. Play Libra <laughs> Office. Let's play LibreOffice. <laughs> let's <laughs> play LibreOffice. I'm gonna show you how to style the shit out of this. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm going to show you how to make a whole color palette and then and then use it inside your uh, word styles. That's going to be awesome. Multiplayer Notepad. Multiplayer note. That was RocketPad. Remember that RocketPad to EtherPad before Google Etherpad, bought EtherPad. Yeah, EtherPad was the shit. I wrote I wrote papers in college using that. Prior to – because there was the only thing out there that was like that uh, that, that I had known of.
0: You know. Now, were you just writing them in plain text or were you like latex in, in Etherpad?
1: No, it was report. So we, what you do is you'd write it in there and then you'd uh, copy it into Word and format it. So you do the, – the authoring was done there and then it was copy edited after into a oh, MLA okay. or, because you know it's college so there's particular formats and style guides but you know you can get the gross writing done uh, and then get it in the right format later
0: i kind of wish that back when i was in college i had to do reports instead of just turn in code because then i would have had a, i would have had a real reason to actually learn how to use uh, latex
1: yeah i've been Resist. It. I mean, it's been on my to-do list for a long time. LaTeX. I have not been using it, uh, but I'd like to. the
0: The most that I've used it for is just you know, just doing some doing some like math to embed in other things. Yeah, uh, I, it, it's it's really rich for uh, for doing equations.
1: Yeah, I got some LaTeX right here. Oh my! Listen. Wow, that was. Less compelling than I thought. This latex glove sound (laughs) effects. I thought it was going to be like the stretchy glove and snap sound. You know, cartoon latex. This is actual latex gloves. Yeah. There's a little snap in there. (laughs) Uh, This sound effects library is way too literal. I really want a cartoon sound effects library.
0: Yeah. Well, you can always find more, right? Mm. I mean, hold on a second. Uh latex glove SFX
1: let's see what turns up colonoscopy gloves that's what I'm looking for by the way this is my glove box opening and closing in a Mazda Mazda Mitzah MX5 NBFL 1.6 stock it just oh I heard that I clenched you're making me clench with that sound. Ugh. Ugh. It's disgusting.
0: That sounds less like a latex glove and more like somebody
1: schlicking. Oh, maybe it was a condom. Play that again. Ugh, oh, it is disgusting. It sounds like a snake <laughs> going through a... Pa- snake going through a pile of plastic bags. Yeah, that's what it sounds <laughs> like. Oh, my God. What?! <laughs> Cold acid, stop playing these stupid things. No. Alright. I'm gonna play a fucking <laughs> I'm gonna play some shit because you're making me do this.
0: No, I'm I'm done, but yeah, there you go, like full page mm-hmm. of them. Alright, here we go. Sextra credit. Man, this really sucks. I don't deserve this shit. I didn't become a teacher just to be somebody's pathetic whipping boy. I should have listened to my
1: old man and joined the Navy But I hate the smell of seawater <laughs> Yeah Let's <laughs> go back to that once in a while Snoop Anime porn. Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart ah, ah. Oh, I haven't played that one in a long time just I on my board. Uh, Demon King Demon King Daimo I don't think I ever played this one You wouldn't be sexually excited, would you? Oh, yeah. I probably clipped that. I want to get something nice
0: and juicy and wet.
1: Uh, To name something you... To name... Oh, here we go. To name something you wouldn't try even once. Sex on a train. Uh Uh-huh, sex on a train. (laughs) Man, I'm going to the well. Mm. We got to close this show. I'm pulling out family feud clips. Hey, family feud's pretty good. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, we 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 were at the bottom of the barrel, aren't we? Yeah, I think it's time to close this shit down. Oh, we're ten minutes late. Wow, we went on yeah. long. Running along today, kids, with our latex gloves and our glove boxes. All right. Well, until next time, uh, I've been Abel Kirby with my baseball gloves. I've glove. been cold acid. Catching my baseballs. Strapping my gloves. Stay fruity boys. Audience. You to to what do you mean?